noticed. <laughs> David? Mike, uh, after, do you have a little better idea than maybe you had last night of, of why you were unable to do anything offensively as far and what do you need to do to be better going into this game? So I mean, I think the biggest thing coming out of the game offensively is, you know, just uh, getting into the rhythm of the run game earlier. I think obviously uh, would have led into more production, uh, particularly in the in the protection part of it. So I think the fact that we didn't, you know, establish the line of scrimmage uh, consistently, uh, just you know, factored in some some big plays for their defense. With, uh, again, short term, what is it looking like on the players that are dealing with issues going into this game? Do you have a good feel that any probably will be able to play Thursday or still too early? Um, anybody specific? C.D. Lamb, Donovan Wilson. Uh, Donovan Wilson will not be available this week. Um, so, uh, C.D. was in all the meetings today. So, yeah, we're hopeful he, he'll, he'll make it through the protocol. And um, Tyron, we're definitely hopeful. We'll be ready to go. I think it said both shoulder and chest for Donovan on the injury yeah. report. So what did he suffer yesterday or worse? Yeah. Uh, the specifics of it, we're, we're still working through the, the exact um, I think it. I'll let the medical people release that. So it's a. It was a. It was an issue that uh, you know he suffered on the play with Mahomes going out of brown, out of bounds, and so he had some complications from the bruise. You, you talked last night about aggressive secondary that the Denver did. That's what they did. And what does that mean? They're, are they physical outside on your receivers and not beating the physical coverage? What do you, What do you mean by well, that? Well, just I mean I think you know you have two types of uh, coverage elements that they play. You know more bump and run and getting their hands on you. You know trying to re redirect your routes and you know obviously free access. So we, we're seeing more uh, aggressiveness. You know in the bump and run more re redirect. Uh, you know the officials let us play outside and and. Uh, you know, we got to do a better job, better job beating those types of techniques. When you talk about the, the not establishing the run game, was it kind of come in to be aggressive early? And if he hits that pass, the gallop on play one, maybe things change. Can, can you look at it that way? No, definitely. No, I think that's exactly the way you look at it. I think anytime you go into an opposing uh, stadium, particularly in that environment, you know, I think if you hit that first play. And, uh, the course of the game could change some, definitely. There's no, no question in my mind. Uh, actually, Doc and I were just visiting and talking about the footwork and the read and all the things that went into that and, and um, just seeing it live and standing there watching the, the arc of the football. I felt like the wind kind of caught it right there at the end because it kind of flattened out. And so just, you know, I think like anything, you, you go through the corrections, you don't want to overreact and over-evaluate, you know, because I thought it was a good throw when it came out of his hands. But, uh, you know, big plays are big plays lead to points on offense, you know, and, and um, you know, we we didn't we definitely didn't hit it, hit the big plays last night. Was the wind effect for at all with the passing? I don't think so, but uh, you know, just to give you the pre the pregame report is it was about an eight yard difference uh, between the field goals going to our right and to our left, you know, and that, that was part of the decision that went into the uh, coin toss. We talked a lot about for the Denver game, the, the physicality and the approach coming out for that game. Is there any element? Obviously, it's noisy, but did you get a sense that, that maybe some guys were even too amped up for such a big game at the start of this one? I don't know about amped up. I, I know they definitely were excited to play. You know, I think everybody was into the matchup and you know the un, uncommon opponent. A lot of we had coaches that had never been in that stadium, so you know we're, we're human. We we look we look forward to you know those types of. Um, 
you know, comp the competition of playing against a former, you know, world champion. And uh, so I wouldn't say they were too amped up. You know, I, I thought the pregame was smooth. And um, I mean, there's nothing um, leading into that that would make me think that we were, you know, too excited. What is today like those bump and run types of situations your receivers are in? Is it just Try to get off first. Is it technique? How do you try to combat some of those things? Oh, I mean, it's 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 technique. It's something you work on. I mean, obviously we play bump and run on defense too. So, you know, just you know, when you're put together the passing game and in the, in the, in the type of routes you run, and you're, you're obviously uh, are some are better than others in defeating bump and run. But you know, also it's really what bump and run does to the offense is you know it's it, it puts you in a little little bit of a different time clock so you know the patience of bump run the protection component tied to those situations it's all part of it your losses have all come against uncommon opponents are there trends between those that you can take or do you think they were all kind of case by case it's a good point um talked about today because obviously got another one coming here on a short week so you know uncommon opponent approach is always to me it's been more about extra film study so i mean we've built that into our our schedule you know you're, you're playing against players that you you may not have played against before or even in the last four years so I mean that, that's that's all part of our uncommon opponent weekly schedule so it's a, that's all built into how we approach these types of games what does today look like with the review of the game and then how quickly do you go to the Raiders well we went right into the Raiders this morning the review of the game was more done individually between the players and the coaches you know I, you know obviously with today's technology you know, most of our players have already watched the game before they get on the plane. You know, the coaching, the coaching staff is uh, grading the, the game on the plane. So, you know, the coaching staff has the plane, or excuse me, has, uh, has the game graded before, you know, pretty much mostly it was a shorter flight last night. But uh, so that's our normal process. So, but we didn't have the normal correction meetings that we would have on a Monday. Uh, it was all, we jumped right into the Raiders this morning. I think you're averaging 20 yards less a game against that division than you are every other team in the league. Is is the Raider are the Raiders defensively similar to what those other three teams have done, or how do they differ? Is there? A um, that's a cool. That's a cool stat. Um, I, I wouldn't put a whole lot of you know, value on it. I mean, you know, we played the Chargers. You know, uncommon opponent really early in the year, and I, I think playing uncommon opponents earlier are a lot tougher than playing them later because. You know, obviously had, you know, plenty of video on both Denver and um, and Kansas City. So, I, I think just like every game, it's its own challenge. Uh, it's specific to the things that went on that week. Um, what your 48 looked like versus their 48. The hell, I mean, there's so many other variables involved in that. But um, appreciate the research. Yeah. Micah said yesterday was, you talked to Micah said you talked to the refs yeah. about being held a little bit. Do you like that out of your younger players, your rookies, to talk to us about? What they're seeing, or would you prefer the veterans do that? Uh, to me, it's part of the education and promotion of, of how you evolve in this league. Um, we, we we talk about the officials no different than we talk about. I mean, not to the extent, but you know, um, I actually put the officiating crew uh, put their names up on it. You know, there's, they're part of a, our Saturday meetings, and um, you know, I, I want everybody to have a name with a face. And you know, I think the interaction between officiating and players and coaches is is important. You know, I think it's important to try to talk to the officials at points in the games when you can. I, I think, I think like anything, is uh, it helps a, a better understanding and communication. I think the best 
the best officials I've encountered is, are the ones that do interact with the players on it. Because I mean, it's just like anything. I mean, you're going to have situations occur in a game, uh, particularly where you know personalities and the heat of competitions can get out of whack. I think it's a lot different when you go in to talk to those guys. Uh, if you have talked to them or have a relationship, as opposed to you know, you know I've learned that from coaching the quarterbacks. I mean, I, I mean, your your quarterbacks are obviously very important, and you know, and and there's always extra conversation between the quarterback and the white hats, and that, I think it's just all part of uh, a young player learning to you know learning how pro football works. So actually, Mike could come over and ask me. Um, who you know who the gentleman's name was? It was, you know, it was Carl. So it's, so he called him Mr. Carl, and I said that's good. Just go talk to Mr. Carl. And so, I, but no, I I definitely promote that. Mike, can you walk us through the whole taunting thing? And I don't think he could have challenged that because it's technically post play. But I see. I believe said it happened after he scored, but he pointed before he scored. Would you, yeah. would you like to see that to be a reviewable deal? And then why your yeah. decision to push them back on the PAT and not take it on the kickoff? Are we doing our post deal this week? Yeah. Uh, great question, Todd, because I know you need to hear that once a week. Um, I, I just, uh, I, 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 I think, I think the taunting. Um, I, I think we all agree with the intent of it, you know. And I, I think, like a lot of things that I've seen coming in the league, and I, I just remember, uh, you know, coaching the free safeties when. You know, when we were really trying to take the helmet out of the game and, you know, and how you had a teacher safety to defend the ball across the middle. I mean, that, and so to me, it's when you're trying to change something in the game of football, and I don't think anybody disagrees with we don't want taunting, but I think it comes through education and repetition. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of it being part of regulation on game days. And because I, I think what happens is, and, it, and it's happened, it happens every week, is you have different interpretations, and uh, it's not consistently officiated. And I think it puts the officials in a really tough spot. I think it's given them a, a bigger challenge um, on Sundays. And frankly, I think their job's big enough. So, um, is that a good enough answer for you? How about, yeah, do, you, I mean, do you wish that was reviewable? Because of where the well, I mean, now, now we're going. In, now you got two questions: is, is reviewable versus not reviewable. I mean, we could talk about the play that was reviewed that wasn't supposed to be reviewed. That you know, so I mean, yeah. So uh, how about accepting the penalty and pushing it back in the PAT and not on the kickoff? What was the decision behind that? Well, the, the decision was points, and that's what it came down to: points over field position. So. Were you thinking that they would have gone for two because they missed the PAT earlier? No, I just, yeah, I just, I just thought that you know, forty-eight yard kick for, for, for a PAT is, you know, and I mean, he, he's got a strong leg. Don't get me wrong, but and he already missed, he missed the first one, so he's actually kicking with the wind there. Yeah, yeah. The Chiefs got sixteen points on their first three possessions and just three on their last ten. Was this one? Of, how did this performance for your defense compare to the ones earlier? Uh, it's definitely a performance we'll we'll continue to grow off of. Uh, I was I was very pleased with a lot of things that happened on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I thought they responded to you know, and it's you know the energy in the building was was electric to start you know to, to start the game and and I think really as a football team, especially on defense, you know the run that we had during the second and third quarter of. I think it was five, three and out. So I think once our defense settled in, you know, they really gave us a chance to win the game. 
Circling back on, on the officials real quick. I mean, the, the, the difficulty with it is that they're asked to discern between a true celebration and and a show meant to disrespect the opponent, and that's really an interpretation they shouldn't be asked to make. Yeah, I mean, I think like anything, I mean, if you look at the history, I know this has been my, my experience when – when officials are really trying to uh, emphasize, you know, or the league's really trying to emphasize, a, you know, a certain role or behavior, um, it's really done in the preseason, and they over officiate it, and they're making, you know, and I think, it, I think with that, you got to trust the players and the coaches to continue to work on it. Uh, you know, I, well, I just think it's tough when you when you have this, you know, when it's when it's causing, you know. It's it's factoring the outcome of games, you know, and that, that's that's a challenge, and I don't think anybody could be a fan of that. You said you uh, talked to Dak about his footwork. What's his mindset? I know last night he said he was pissed off. And, and, and yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's, I mean, I think we were all disappointed, um, but you know, it's I actually just had a nice visit with him, and you know, he's 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 moved on to the Raiders, and you know, I, I think like anything, uh, you. You knew you normally need to get things flushed out of your system on Monday, one way or the other. I mean, you you can't just dwell on the victories too. So, and and being playing in the Thanksgiving game, obviously he has a lot of experience playing this game. So, uh, I, th I think he's he's done a good job turning the page. Does a short week help? I mean, I know you guys just because you, you you have to put it out your mind and get Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think you know the fact that we play on Thursday and you know he, he has a lot of experience. Um, so. He's in a good headspace right now. Yes. Yeah. We're like I said. We, we worked on. You know. We we've already installed normal down distance and started on third down today with the team. To what degree will y'all practice this week? And given the shortened week, how do you gauge whether Tyron's ready for Thursday? Well, uh, it was a big part of his workout yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, Britt really wanted to push him yesterday, and, and everything was positive coming out of the workout and how he felt today. So, yeah. I mean, tomorrow will be. Uh, Probably, you know, well, you know, somewhere between a Friday mock game and a, and a Saturday launch practice mode. So, you know, it'll be a, a heightened walkthrough, jog through type practice. So, and then our Wednesday practice will be, you know, the, the same pr the speed that we do on Saturday. So that, um, you know, hey, Tyrus played a lot of football. I mean, he knows his body better than anybody. So, uh, if he's ready to go, he'll be re he'll be in there. Yeah, Demarcus and um, yeah, Demarcus and. Urban, I think Gallimore warming up. How do they feel coming out of that workout? Coming, coming on, you know, I, I think you'll see. I think you'll see Demarcus. Uh, he'll be activated here shortly, you know, in the near future. So he's uh, he's chomping at the bit. So uh, I think the other two have a little, little more work to do. Activated, but not have a chance to play this week, or is that a possibility? Thanks, Mike, for the scoop today. <laughs> I mean, so it's the first things first. Uh, well, CD, the, the fact that he was in the meetings has to be viewed as a yeah, an that's positive. Yeah, no, I mean, it's you know, once he gets, you know, there's different levels of the protocol. So the fact that uh, he was in the meetings today is uh, definitely a big step in the right direction. How about Zeke? I'm sorry. Zeke with the knees is something you feel like you can push through. I, I think he will. I mean, he, you know, he's. You gotta remember when I when I ask the players it's usually I'm I'm fine I'll go so but you know but the you know uh, the conversation with the trainers you know I have no reason to think he won't go probably the best way to answer your question. You've had a lot of success this year with with when you've lost players other players stepping into that role and performing. 
Did you hit a little bit of a diminishing return on that in, in this past game, or was, was this just one of those games? Uh, I don't know about diminishing return. You, you have to win that way. I mean, that's why. I mean, it's it's this is the ultimate team sport, and I mean, you know, we have 17 games now, so. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're probably going to have more challenges like that moving forward. I mean, we're going through a COVID situation now too. So uh, yeah, this is uh, this is today's NFL. So you, it's um, it's part of having a successful regular season. I mean, you're, you're not going to line up with your with your you know your your first team all 17 weeks. It's just it's just not practical. Anyone else on the COVID list now? Or just Cooper? Uh, Cedric Smith, just our yeah. assistant strength coach. Cedric and, uh, Smith. Does that change anything to the protocols that you guys are in as a coaching staff? Well, the mandate starts on the 25th, you know, for you know, going back to full protocols. We, we actually put them in place today, so we're fully masked uh, indoors. How did uh, McGovern play in Greyhound? Played okay. I mean, you know, he's uh, had some tough spots. You know, I, I think, um, you know, obviously it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great game for us up front as a whole. So, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's – we can all do better. Will he continue to go at left guard? Yes, I see him as the left guard this week. In your experience as a play caller, um, when you lose a guy of Amari's caliber that late in the week, how much extra work does that create for your game plan, or do you just kind of plug a new guy into what you're going to do? Oh, I mean, that's, that's a great point. I, I think really the timing, number one, is, is, is something you got to really take a look at. But you know, the fact of the matter, we we're going in with six receivers. Uh, and we, we felt the you know the the concepts of regularity we would just stay with you know but the, the more the things that we had tagged for certain individuals we just had to move that around a little bit because you want to you know make sure you're, you're you, don't, you just want to have one player that can just run this play you always want to have you know have, have it backed up so just getting that those particular situational calls ironed out was probably really the only challenge. Uh, the biggest challenge was, you know, the in-game injuries. You know, that, that's the toughest part. And, you know, Cedric was, was, uh, was, you know, had some things he was fighting through. Obviously, CD was was injured. So, you know, and that's where, that's where things got a little tough. How similar does this Raiders defense look to the AFC West ones that have challenged y'all? And I know there's lots of coaching overlaps, but when you're going against a guy like Brad Marinelli, who knows this mm-hmm. offense well, how does that affect the matchup? Um, they're different. I mean, I, I think you know this is more you know Gus. You know, you can see Rod's uh, influence. At, you know the way they play up front, uh, but you know it's you know they're established. Uh, you know there's you know I think how they're going to play us. You know within their scheme, will will be we'll probably you know see more particular. You know, be more aggressive outside is what I would anticipate going into the game. But you know they're on a short week also too, so uh, you know I don't see them changing a whole bunch. You know I think they're. You know, biggest thing for us offensively is just to be dialed into, you know, obviously the pressures that we may see, you know, with the, the base concepts and so forth. We, we feel like we do get a lot of reps against that. There, you know, are some similarities between our defense and their defense. Generally, are, are offensive game plans scaled back on weeks like this? Well, it's really the week before. You know, you, you carry a little more the week, like we went a little heavier into Kansas City with the anticipation of being on a short week. And I, I think our, you know, our coaches did an outstanding job of something I said, Rich. You know, okay. um, our coaches did a really good job in the pre-planning. Um, you know, and our, our quality control coaches actually, I, I thought, knocked it out of the park. So, 
and so we were able to come right in and get into you know this, this morning looked like a Wednesday or this afternoon they were during the weight room this morning so we were able to jump right into the you know, a Wednesday type meeting. Do you have anything for us? Okay. No. So, you mentioned the, the, the run game. I just want to go back to that. Do, do you feel that you didn't run it enough? Uh, just give yourself more opportunities at it, or was it what they were doing led you to not run it as often? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I think you know, stating the obvious. I mean, you look at the, you know the productivity of our offense. You know, it's when when the ball is distrib distrib distributed, you know, with between rushes and completions, we're we're a juggernaut. You know, and uh, you know, we didn't get the ball distributed. You know, and, and part of that is you know we we normally run the ball thirty plus times. You know, and that's. And that's when when our numbers are at its best. That's that's part of the, that's part of the equation. So, uh, but you know, hey, it, it's different when you're in the game and you're calling it. Um, you know how you handle you know certain certain uh, things that go on throughout the game. So, yeah, it, it's uh, you know just a little bit of um, you know a little more efficiency on first and second down. I, I think particularly would have been would have been beneficial. So, um, but. You know, we'll get back at it this week against the Raiders. Have you been in games before when you're calling games where, again, you, you had that number in mind of what's best for your team going into the game, but like you say, each series kind of takes on a little bit different tone, and then in the third quarter or something, you look up and go, well, I, I'm so far away from it now. Do I get back to it? Do I just continue to do what I'm doing? Well, I mean, I, th I think that's part of Play calling and then the experience of it too. I mean, you, you always have a, a course of and a path that you want to set the game on. I mean, you have a how you want to attack them. You know, every everybody works on how you start the game, the first fifteen, and you know, no different than you know how our defense looks as offenses. So we're very very in tune with how those first you know fifteen plays are called. Um, but the discipline is to try to get back on course when they knock you off course, you know, and that, that's that's the true challenge. And that's that's always the challenge in these type of games. And you know, and the other factor I think we talked about it earlier is big play production. You know, I think it was uh you know, talk about big plays as a team. I think, if I recall, is they they had nine big plays. We only had three in the first half. That's you know, so that's that was probably a big part of the difference between the scoreboard. Because you know, other than that, I mean. You know, like you said, we never felt that we were out of the game. We we just we just felt that we weren't being efficient enough to, to put drives together and score touchdowns as an offense because you know defense defense did a nice job keeping us in the game. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.